It's the last day of IBMA, and I'm joined by none other than the wonderful Greg Cahill. Greg, how are you? I am grand, Jamie. It's, uh, it's been a good week. Except by now, uh, it's hard to remember what day it is, but it's been a good week, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that same problem all week. I think it feels like a Sunday, but it's a Saturday, right? That's what I just I was talking to some friends, and I said, yeah, well, you know, Sundays are like that. And they said, yeah, except today's Saturday. Oh, yeah. But it does mean we get one extra day. Yeah. Just hanging out at home. Have yeah. you been here the whole week? Uh, yeah, we arrived on Tuesday, actually. We weren't here on Tuesday. But <clears throat> that's, yeah. But it's been a great week. It's very encouraging, I think. You know, it seems like now the, the world is uh, reawakened and coming back and a lot of smiling faces and it seems a lot of traffic in the exhibit hall, which is great. And yeah. Some more exhibitors again. And uh, it's. I think it's been a great week. Did you come last year as well? Oh yeah, I, we've come every year. I've yeah. been here every year. We missed last year, and from what I understand, it was a little scarce around, yeah. naturally speaking. <clears throat> well, we were a showcase band last year, um, and it was, uh, you know, it was great, but with the restrictions and the, and the border restrictions for our international community, it was, uh, it was maybe half what it is this year. So, yeah. And so a lot of people were nervous, you know, is it really going to come back? And, and it did, so that's great. Yeah, it feels, I, I'm going to say it's about 90% there right yeah. now. Like walking around the hotel last <laughs> night, there were a lot of jams, mm -hmm. a lot of things going on, but maybe not quite the hysteria of the pre-pandemic IBMAs. You know, when you get off the elevator and the doors open and there's just a band? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's a perfect way to put it, too. I'm just going to take a little sweaty now. Um, but that, yeah, but I think, I think by next year it's going to be rock solid again and even more people. But this is very, this is more than acceptable, you know, so this is great. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled to be back. I think it's great. Yeah. What have you been doing this week? What's, uh, what Special Contest has been up to? Well, we've played a couple of the, the late night showcase rooms. We were trying to not play too much or be, you know, we're, we're just visiting this week, kind of talking to folks. And we do a lot of business. Our booking person lives outside of San Francisco. And I live in Chicago, so we only see each other, you know, maybe twice a year. Usually we play somewhere at a festival or whatever out in California every year, and then and then here. So we do a lot of business, which is a good thing, and make a lot of connects. But mainly, we just see a lot of friends, and it's great, you know, and it's just a great community. It's what IBMA is all about, right? It's, it's everybody coming together, and it's good to have the international part of IBMA back in the fold, yeah, travel restrictions. Definitely. Yeah, and there are more and more of them now coming over, you know, and thanks to Paul Schiminger and, and his wife Alice, they, they started this, uh, uh, basically a project where they, they contribute to, they, they solicit contributes as a non contribution as a non-profit, but to bring one band a year over, you know, and showcase them. And so I think that connect is finally feeling, they're not feeling left out anymore, the, the international folks, you know, it's good. So. Have you had time to go hang out at the showcases and see some of these uh, newer bands coming through? I've Anybody seen, impressed you? Oh man, a lot. You know, well, I, I love the Stillhouse Junkies. I love uh, Full Chord. I yeah, love. Uh, um, I mean, gosh, I, I, I went to see old friends too, like Delamay, you know, and uh, Sister Sadie, and I mean, I, I have to say, when I was on the board. And uh, I was on the board for 12 years, <clears throat> and I um, ended up 
being the board chair for the last four years that I was on the board. And that was, I rotated off in 2011, and a big issue at the time was how do you bring in more young people? And a big issue was, oh, the traditional versus, you know, how big is the tent or the umbrella going to be? And a lot of people were worried that it was going way over to the right, of meaning that it was not traditional. And, and coming here now, I mean, this is, what, 11 years later? It's, it's great because I think the, 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 the organization has, has made accomplishments on both ends. I see, I'm seeing almost more young people than older folks, especially with the bands, all these young bands, and it's great, and they're great musicians. Right. And, and there no worries, the traditional, I mean, there are just as many Paul Ramblin' boys and, you know, the traditional as there are, you know, full chords. That, so, I mean, it's great. That, everyone I've spoken to, I've kind of been tipping into that question a little bit of like, what does the future look like for bluegrass music? And <clears throat> excuse me, the consensus, the special consensus, if you will, appears to be like traditional music is, is in safe hands. There's yeah. a lot of acts doing it, but it's also a really positive thing to have these more maybe progressive acts coming through. The talent the, of the youngsters coming through is just unbelievable. Oh, it's it's really unbelievable, and I have to say. And I think a lot of that is thanks to the internet, you know, you can go to YouTube, you can take lessons from people via Zoom, you can, I mean, I had nobody like that <clears throat> when I was trying to learn how to play, you know, and if I wanted to go see the, the pro bands, you had to drive to a festival within eight or ten hours, you know, and then, then the bands started coming to Chicago as well, the Old Town School of Folk Music, but yeah. I'm just saying, you can, you can learn at home and really get in-depth lessons and uh, and there are so many books now right and, and videos and what have you it's it's unlimited yeah right unlimited. And the, the quality of the video is is is, is amazing we were just talking yesterday with um dan from uh packet nation oh yeah you know as well he, he won distinguished life to, uh, achievement award yeah um just amazing content yeah you, know, you can go online pay a fairly affordable fee right. and get world-class teachers right in your living room. on your phone yeah, if you want phone. to yeah right anywhere yeah you can go on vacation. You can have a break at work, and I mean, you can yeah. do it anywhere. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's really. I'm, I'm glad to hear that your thoughts on that because uh, I think, for me personally, looking forward, it's. I love the tradition. I think IBMA's their whole thing is you know honor the tradition, but innovate, you yeah. know, move forward. And I think there's a lot of acts out there doing that, uh, and that, that tradition is never going to die. No, no, and 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 there are a lot of several bands in between too. So you have the full spectrum. And I think it's it's much uh, a much more positive outlook to think of it as a spectrum, which means it's not no you're either over here or over here. There's a spectrum, you know, and plenty of bands, which means the music is growing and and alive and well. So it's great. Being from Chicago, are you familiar with a young duo called the Sullivan Sisters? I am, and I have given some banjo lessons to Lucia. And, uh, and and both of them have come in um, to, together to play. Yeah, they're 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 doing very well. You they're know? doing great. They came by the booth yesterday and just slayed. It was it was wonderful. That's amazing great. musicians. That's great. They are. I, I went to see a little bit of their show over there on the, the stage in the back. Yeah, and they're very great people. You know that that's another thing that's really great about the music is uh, like the parents. 
and their parents and so many of the young folks and, and people don't realize that that's difficult because when kids are growing up and playing sports like my grandsons, you know, the parents, every weekend you're going somewhere. And with bluegrass music, every weekend you're doing something, but you're traveling a whole lot further than the immediate area, you know. So I, I admire the, the, the parents that are willing to, to help do that and keep the kids and let them go visit here and visit, go to festivals. That's a, that's a huge time commitment and uh, financial, everything. It is, but what great exposure. Yeah. If you have a kid come in and you're, you're learning banjo or mandolin and you can just go in a very safe environment, just go hang like literally with people like yourself yeah. and jam and learn and you know absorb it like sponges, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, that's, and uh, I think that's raising the bar. I mean, my gosh, some of these... From five years old, you know, to 15, it's like, holy, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Um, That's awesome. Noam Pekelny, it's a very long story, but uh, but uh, we lived fairly close by in different suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. He he came for a few lessons. He was always a great player, and uh, and uh, I just have to say that with the mind like that and, and the young folks absorbing it. I mean, it came came down to one day he came in and <laughs> said, now, "Now this is a Bela thing." Am I doing this right? And he played it, and I said, "Okay, um, you're not paying for this lesson. Don't come back here anymore and show me what you just did." <laughs> and that was that. Right, okay, you don't need me anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's great. And I'm seeing that all over here, and I have many friends who give the lessons, you know, are yeah. saying the same thing. I mean, it's fabulous because because uh, kids are getting really good, you know. And it's in good hands, right? Yeah, 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 really. So what's next for Greg? What's next for the band? Well, we're going back into the Compass studio uh, the end of October and spend a few days and we'll probably go back for a few days somewhere in November and we're trying to get a new release out first quarter, hopefully January or at least February. Um, usually we record, we release biannually for Compass and it's usually been on the even years but of course we couldn't even Nobody wanted to go into a studio in the middle of COVID, you know, so we, we missed this year, but uh, we're getting back on track, and uh, it'll be our 21st band recording, and, uh, wow. and uh, I think we've been with Compass like at least 12 years. I haven't really ever figured it out, but we're very happy with there, and everything's good. Young Allison at the helm? You know, she is just an amazing person, and, and, uh, and musician and producer. I mean, we yep. started with her, you know, I, I think the, the, the best thing in the end, well, we've gotten many best things from her, and we've kind of got our way to work together now, and it's, and it's just so enjoyable, and it's so right down the business, but still in a relaxed and enjoyable way and creative way, because, you know, we'll do something. And we don't, to be honest, we don't even go in with a full arrangement of any of the songs, and sometimes we don't even know what the last song is going to be until the last day. Right. You know? But it's because the process we have is so great of how to mold a song and try different arrangements and keys and vocalists, you know. And yeah. um, but I think the best thing with her is she sees every song uh, like an album. 
So every we're gonna really spend time and really think. There are no filler songs, in other words. There's no, oh, well, we all know this song. I don't think too many people have heard it. Let's just put that on. No, no, no. It's gotta be something new and different. And uh, even if it is something that was maybe recorded, you know, 20 years ago, our arrangement is not gonna be like anything uh, like the first one of whoever recorded it. But we rarely do that, but when we do, it's just, she's always pushing us, always. And she makes each of us individually as players and singers and, and, and collectively. She just keeps pushing us up. And it's, uh, that, that's, a, that's a really unique thing, I think, that a producer can make everybody get better and make the band get better. And you know, it's, it's great. And she knows banjo like better than anybody, particularly from an engineering standpoint and, uh, and that kind of thing. So she can hopefully bring the best out in you as well. Oh. Yes. <laughs> the first one, uh, we, our first recording on Compass was one called 35, and we had already recorded that. We had been on Pine Castle, and they kind of uh, shut down pretty quickly after, uh, after Tom uh, Riggs had a fall and this and that. And so I, I was friends with Allison for many years, and I was like, ah, do you think we could come to Compass? And so that one was already in the can, and we decided how to. But after that, every one, she's produced, I think, five now. And um, on the first one, I had written a tune, and uh, it took me about a month to get up the courage to say. It was hard enough just going in the studio when you know Allison Brown's sitting there listening to every note you play. It's like, oh boy, you know. But uh, I asked her if she would play twin banjos on it, and and she was like, oh sure, <laughs> wow. So she did, and so now on every recording since then we always do one instrumental and we play twin banjos on all of them and we have a blast that's you know? fantastic we just just sit there and you know it's like well why don't you do this and i mean yeah okay well wait if i do that what if oh yeah let's try that you know and it's <laughs> it's just she's she's the best you know that's awesome and when can people expect the uh, the new recording to be roughly do you think well hopefully i think by february maybe Excellent. I think, you know, trying to get it early in the first quarter of uh, 2023, so. Well, we'll have to get you back on uh, a full Deering live show and uh, invite you to talk about it a little bit oh, and, be uh, and plug that'd it for you. And, you know, I have to say, speaking of live shows, um, I've been playing the Julia Bell, as you know, and we usually do at least one or two songs each set. Pull it out and just a brief overview of how great the banjo is, low tuned and adds new texture and all that. And the, and the fact that Greg Deering did such a phenomenal job of replicating John's sketches in Mother of Pearl inlays, I mean, it's, it's mind boggling. And so um, it's really added a lot for us to the show. And we have people coming up and taking pictures of it, you know, and, and, and I hope contacting Deering. There seems to be a lot of interest for that low tuned sound, you know. And, and the two extra frets, I like that. That's always a bonus, right? Yeah. The, the two yeah. extra frets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you try to figure out ways to make sure I use them, some, you know, get them worked in. But uh, it's just a joy to, to play that, and I'm glad that the reaction, the response is really great. Do you find, just curious on the Julia Bell, do you ever use it for songwriting, and does it, because of the, the kind of timber of it and the tone, does it uh, offer a, a different kind of creative uh, vibe than you would get from a different banjo? It does, and, and especially for certain types of songs, you know. I mean, I love it on the swinging and bluesy stuff, yeah. you know. It's like a natural. It's, it's like, 
it's got that, uh, well, it's not a guitar song. It's just that different register that, I don't know, I just play differently when I'm thinking in that zone, you know, and, uh, and, it, and it helps. That's wonderful. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Where can people find your, uh, your online and your music? Is it everywhere where you would expect to find music these days? It is, yeah, streaming and, uh, and everything, all those outlets. But uh, specialc.com is a good place to, to start anyway. But, yeah. I think so. I yeah, think so. It's good. Greg Cahill, thank you for all your support and everything you do for Banjo and for Deering and just generally just being a, an all-around amazing guy. We appreciate you. Well, we all appreciate Deering Banjo, that's for sure. I mean, really, that, how long... How many years now? It's been a long time, I know, for Janet and Greg. Well, the company's 47 years. Yeah, exactly the same as Special C. And I think I met them shortly. I mean, you know, we've been friends for a long time, so it's great. Thank you. Thank you.